0: what is going on guys welcome to real Men talk today i've got a very exciting guest with us today uh from man after god podcast we've got dustin Mm -hmm. alley with us and i'm so excited for you guys to meet him man he's got a heart for men and his ministry and he's a pastor but i mean this this guy is cool he's a he's a he's a marine I, i mean there's there's nothing not to like about this guy and i'm excited for you guys to meet him let's go on real men talk
1: Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. Alright, what's going on, guys? Alright, so let's introduce everybody.
0: Kyler, say hi. Hey guys, what's up? All right, and let's introduce Dustin Alley. What's going on, Dustin? Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be here. Man, well, I'm excited for you to be on here. Uh, you know, not too long ago, I was on your podcast. Um, Men after God, and and uh, it was an exciting time. We had a fantastic conversation, and and so ever since that time, you know, um, I I was super excited about having you on here. You never know, you know, you know, you know, having guests, you never know how things are going to go. But once you meet somebody, I'm like, this guy's got to be on the podcast, and uh, and so I'm excited for you know for the guests to hear your story and and to know what you do and, and and all these different things. So uh as a matter of fact i think i just listened to your latest episode today uh, oh man and, uh, okay, great thanks and it was good yeah i don't miss an episode it's good it's good stuff oh, I appreciate that brother appreciate it and so um so yeah Dustin. let's just let's just start with tell us your story oh man well how long's your podcast let me ask that
2: real quick how long <laughs> you want to go tonight as long as you want it to be As long as I want it to be. All right. Joe Rogan style. Three hours. Here we go. All right. Now, hey, listen. So, hey, everybody. Uh, First off, thank you guys, uh, Kyler and Anthony, both for having me on here today. It's just an an honor to have this opportunity to speak to your network and uh, hopefully bring some value to them. Uh, And you you asked about my story. Man, I I love the story God's been writing in my life. And it took me a long time to say that. I grew up in the backwoods of Northeast Tennessee. And uh, I don't know if if y'all have ever been familiar with Backwoods Baptist uh but I are one and uh, was definitely raised like it right and this i, I tell you uh bad to costal almost and it was yeah, it was yeah there you go okay it was an experience mile wide inch deep but these, these people love god they love jesus and I'm so thankful for them without their influence in my life I wouldn't be where I am today but about 13 years old I started asking questions questions like dinosaurs cuz I don't know about you guys I love dinosaurs All right. Jurassic Park was my jam. Give me some T-Rex action, a stegosaurus, and then that one that looks like a turtle that's got the spikes on the top. That dude is awesome. All right. Nobody beats that dude up, but I have forgotten his name. But I was asking questions like, hey, you said man and dinosaurs walked together and the flood came, but in seventh grade, they're teaching me evolution. And I'm like, hmm what's how this doesn't reconcile help me understand it And they said well the bible believes it or i'm sorry the bible says it. we believe it and that's it and like well you're a country bumpkin and they've got phd so
0: i'm out right
2: and i rolled right like 13 years old that was my attitude i rolled and then not to mention i I was getting preached like everything that was really really fun i was going to go to hell for doing i'm like well you you don't have a degree and it's going to be a really fun trip to hell so well here we go and so for like 10 years of my life, man, that was, that was my journey and high school and stuff. It was drugs, alcohol, women, and just whatever. But I was blessed to meet my wife, uh, junior year of high school, which helped calm me down some. And then uh, I went to the Marine Corps after high school. And uh, in all of this, I'm not following the Lord whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was an air traffic controller in the Marine Corps and ended up deploying in 2012 to Afghanistan. While I was in Afghanistan, there's a, a guy there, a staff sergeant. I, I cannot remember his name. I hope to find him again one day and just say thank you. But he was—I was working the overnight shift. We were doing 12-hour shifts overnight, alone in a tower. And this guy starts talking to me about the Lord, and I'm pushing back with every agnostic argument I've got. Like, well, I want to see—I want to see all the books of the Bible. I've got—I've got—I've got to, got to hear—I've got to read all of them. I want to—I want to know all this stuff, right? And he's—he's he's doing what a, a good believer should do. He's talked to me about Jesus and he's introducing me to a Jesus that I hadn't met before. And so between wow. that and then actually researching into Freemasonry and wanting to become a Freemason uh, helped me realize I didn't know what I believed about God. I just know I didn't believe what some other people did. So I ordered That's a right. study Bible and I, I read the book of Matthew for the first time. Uh, I And I, I don't even know if I knew what a study Bible was at that time, because I remember getting it and then seeing the, the notes at the bottom. And I'm like, what? that's not scripture What what is that um, okay and so I started reading through it uh, came back from Afghanistan got involved into a church got, actually went to a men's uh, bible study that first Sunday we were there they were promoting the men's bible study to start the very next night I went it was Kyle Ottoman's bible study on uh, not a fan and we're in a group of guys this is playing and I'm loving it and um, I end up like crying like in front of all these dudes And it it just, it hit me like, I know what's real and I know what I've been missing. And so we got in church uh, around October, 2012, September, October, 2012. And then um, December, 2012, we ended up leaving that church, going somewhere else, no animosity, just some differences and ended up at a church in Yuma, Arizona, Freedom Baptist Church. And while I was there, um, a guy introduced me to a 14 hour seminar on evolution versus creation. I don't know if you have ever found a way to like make your wife hate you, but I can tell you how to make my wife hate you. And that's to watch 14 hours of creation versus evolution lectures within seven days.
3: I just picture this like Ross and Rachel thing from Friends, where Ross is making Rachel like sit down. and You are going to watch everything that I know about dinosaurs <laughs> and evolution, everything right now for the next fourteen hours. So, so it's funny. I actually teach an apologetics class, right? Oh, there you and
0: go. Yeah. Uh, and so my wife's like, "No, I'm out." You know, she's like, this is over my head. <laughs>
3: so, this,
2: so my wife, my wife is the one who didn't ask questions. Like she just always believed. Even that time frame mm-hmm. of the Marine Corps and stuff when we were married and young, she's like, hey, why don't we go to church? Why don't we do this? And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm going to go get drunk. And so I, I wouldn't go. Um, but she she just never asked questions. And I was the one always right. asking. And that, that was a whole other discussion. But watched 14 hours of that. Mm-hmm. It was it was good stuff. It really helped me kind of solidify. OK, I believe in the God of the Bible. And it was within yeah, but, months of that, I got a just, my pastor preached a message and he said, um, what's God doing? Or have you asked God what he wants you, what he wants to do with your life? And up to that point, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I've not really got him involved with this. I had, I was in the Marine Corps. I'd graduated with a bachelor's from Emory Riddle Aeronautical University. Um, I was pursuing a pre-med um, credentials so that I could go to med school when I got out of the Marine Corps and i stopped that for for reasons i because i was so busy with everything i was doing i wasn't spending any time with my my child because while i was in afghanistan i, I left a four-month-old and came back to a one-year-old and that was a fun yeah. time but so anyways um i he asked that question i'm like well no i haven't really done that so i took it to god in prayer and i mean it was like a ton of bricks like full-time ministry like no god hang on wait wait a minute no no no, no. i mean like what do you want for me to do and it was like lead pastor like okay this isn't you're not making this better, God. So for about like three months, I wrestled with this and my pastor let me get involved in kids ministry and teaching Sunday school and stuff. And finally, in late summer, maybe early fall of 2013, I taught a lesson to the children's Sunday school class on Elijah on Mount Carmel where he looks to the Israelites and he says, if Bell be God serve him, or how long how ye you between two opinions? If Bell be God serve him, if the Lord be God serve him. And I had studied, memorized the verse. I was ready to teach that day. I went into the whiteboard. I wrote that memory verse up on the wall and I took a step back and was like, how long how you between two? Oh, oh, okay. I should make a decision. Am I going to go to (laughs) ministry or am I not? Okay, God, thank you for that. So at that point, I surrendered to ministry, denied recruiting orders. And I don't know if you know the Marine Corps. They're not really happy when you tell them no. Uh, They let me stay in 2015, pulled my selection to staff sergeant. So I was a terminal sergeant, which is actually a really fun rank to be because you're in charge of like half of the Marine Corps. And when you're terminal, the other half knows like you're not really going to do much. Um, But it was a fun time. So that was 2013, 2015. um, I got out of the military and went into... Uh, full-time assistant pastorate where uh, my pastor would tell you I did everything that didn't happen on Sunday and I worked with youth. earned my master's in Bible and then 2019, God called me to ministry here uh, in Bristol, Connecticut at Liberty Baptist Church. And in all of this, I married my wife, Sarah, in 2006. We were high school sweethearts. We went to different high schools. That's how we remained sweethearts. And then uh, (laughs) I I have three children, Evan, Ethan, and Caitlin. Uh, all born out in Arizona and uh, moved up here with us in 2019, and I've I've been here ever
0: since. That's 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 the uh, long and short of it, if you will. Wow. Well, first off, let me say thank you for your service. Yes, you know, yes. and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. They, um, it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to to see how God navigates mm-hmm. you know it's he never he never ceases to amaze me you know and doing these interviews and in some of the things that, that we've hear that, that we've heard you know the way that god operates in people's lives it's it's phenomenal yeah and it, it's it's always it's almost always catches you off guard right Global. you know it's, it's one of those things because if god calls you to do something that you could do on your own what would be the point of him calling you to do it? Right, you just right? do it on your own. Yeah, yeah, because then you do the glory for it. It's about his glory, not ours. That's right. That's right. So, man, you've done, man, you've done a lot of schooling. You've done a lot of. It sounds like you've just done just a a crazy amount of stuff, right? I'm a community college dropout, right? So, um, you know, I hear you, you've got the you know, this degree, you're working pre med, you were like that's that's insane. So, tell me, tell me, what was it like? Between like your pre-med college, right? Mm-hmm. And seminary. Yeah. So um, when I hear seminary,
2: I often think of like masters of divinity. So I want to be clear. I don't have a masters of divinity. Uh, I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. I've actually never taken a cr- class in either. I barely English well. So uh, trying to do another language Understood. is just, just not going to work out. right? And so, um, no, it was, uh, it was a fantastic uh, transition into uh, the Bible college I went to. Uh, I went to a few different online colleges with Bible classes, and I'll tell you, there's some Bible colleges inside of Christian education that just need to shut down because they're not doing a good enough job, uh, just to be real. And uh, because Real Men Talks, I can do that, right? That's right. um, They need to do that because their education is equivalent to about a fifth grade. Uh, Here, let me teach you something. I'll regurgitate it back to me exactly as I said it. And then, oh, look, you get an A. Congratulations. That's ridiculous. Um, but I ended up with my uh, master's from West Coast Baptist College, where I was challenged uh, academically and spiritually in that. It was a great time. My uh, doctrinal synopsis I had to write at the end was 2,000 words on 10 doctrines of the faith. And then a 1,500 word. Listen, y'all, again, I don't English well. They called it a prologamana. Now, for um, yeah, everyone I'll out there that that's, that's like me from Northeast Tennessee, when you hear that word, you obviously just think that you have no interest in whatever it's about, right? You know what it means? Introdu- introduction. It means introduction. <laughs> I'm like, why, why couldn't we say that? Why couldn't we just say yeah. That? Yeah. Right? I don't like, yeah. understand. <laughs> why is it going to be a prologamana? But well, nonetheless, um, yeah, no. So getting into that, it, it was great. Uh, God used the Marine Corps and a corporal. His name's Corporal Joshua Summers. I'll never forget this guy. Uh, because I joined the Marine Corps. You had this, Anthony. I joined the Marine Corps to not go to college, I graduated sixth in my class in high school from the bottom. I have my GPA on paper somewhere because I had to send it into a school to get accepted to it. It, it was like a like a two point something, like like mm-hmm. whatever you needed to graduate. I probably had a point one above it, um, but I it's wasn't the
3: average. You got it.
2: Was it? Yeah. Oh, Well, yeah. the grades did not reflect,
3: but um, it's the average of a long, I, Don't I, worry. <laughs>
2: All right. Great. I don't know how I got anything above a C, but anyway, so now I'm, I'm actually pursuing my doctorate in ministry and leadership at Liberty University. Uh, I just finished a class in October. I'll be going for another class uh, in this coming semester. And and really just God put this this hunger for knowledge in me even before I realized it was not just knowledge I was seeking. It was it was a craving for him and to know him more. And then he gave me the means to do that by setting me up, if you will, secularly uh, through Corporal Summers, who said, "You're going to take a college class because if you don't, when you get out of the Marine Corps as an air traffic controller, you're going to be unmarketable and uncompetitive in the market." I'm like, okay, fine. So I got my bachelor's, and then I was able to go after my master's in Bible, and it, it was—it's just a craving to know God more. And and one of the greatest things I learned, guys, this is this is this was mind blowing for me. Anthony, you mentioned that you're a, a community college dropout, right? How you pursue Jesus and grow closer to Jesus will look different than how I pursue Jesus and grow closer to Jesus, and that's right. okay. That's right. Like, that is so freeing for us to realize that just because my pastor is a seminary grad who loves Greek language and uses words like prolegamana for fun and picks up systematic theology because, you know, it's Saturday and why not get some light reading in? Like, <laughs> I can actually pursue Jesus by opening up the day of the Bible app, Daily Refresh, spending a few moments with God. And, like, that's where I'm at right now. Or if I I talked to this lady just the other day and she's going through just this difficult time and she told me, she's like, I just feel guilty. Like I haven't been in my devotions all this much. I go, maybe because right now you don't need to read the Bible. Maybe right now you need to turn on some worship and you just need to praise God because you're going through a storm and and you're not going to be able to praise while you read, but you could praise as you worship. And so um, all, all that to just say the way we pursue Jesus and grow closer to Jesus is going to look completely different. Uh, just depending on stage of life, how we're made, and and all these different things, I can get off on a tangent on that one, guys. But yeah, uh, no, I I love my educational pursuits. I never thought I would be pursuing after them the way that I am, but God has just opened the doors, and I'm been blessed to be able to walk through them.
0: Yes, yes. One thing that I have learned, um, not only you know through my walk with the Lord, but you know through through my study and 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 through all these different things, is God is so personable. Oh, man. Right. You know, you know, just going to what you had said, Dustin, you know, God is so personable like he he does. He just reaches you right where you're at. Doesn't matter what stage of life, where you're going, you know, you know how you know how you're driven. You know, he used Peter just like he used Paul, you know, and there were completely different spectrums of of it, you know, and you know, have this highly educated Paul versus, you know, this dumb fisherman, Peter and both of them changed the world right Yeah, you know and um that peter gives me hope by the way and uh, (laughs) because i'm peter and he's always uh,
2: been my spirit animal how he would open his mouth and like oh i wish i hadn't said that you know like that's definitely my life yes
0: yes you know they're like oh we we could tell that he was uneducated untrained i'm like yep that's me (laughs) love that (laughs) Oh, man. And so, man, I tell you what, Dustin, this has been an an awesome conversation. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to discuss your ministry, uh, your podcast, and all that good stuff. We'll be right back after this.
4: If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 630 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday Come be a part of the discussion.
3: Okay, no problem.
1: Who was that on the phone, dear?
3: That was the pastor of the church around the corner. He was just wondering if it was okay to stop by for a quick visit. I told him sure.
1: You told him what? A pastor coming over here?
3: Yeah, we're not doing anything.
1: Sometimes we get nervous when we're around someone we consider more righteous than ourselves. Quick, you hide the magazines, I'll lock the movie drawer. Do what? And watch your language. Watch my language? Kids, stay in there and do not come out until we say.
3: Okay. Dear, it's
1: just a pastor. He's just
3: dropping by for a quick visit.
1: Maybe we need to get rid of all of our champagne.
3: Dear, we only have sparkling
1: cider. Oh, well that explains a lot. If you feel the need to clean up your act around a righteous person, think what it'll be like to stand before a righteous God. Jesus died so we can have a one-on-one relationship with God and stand before Him unashamed. Have you trusted Jesus with your life? Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com.
4: If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler.
3: All right, guys. So we're here with Dustin and we're talking a little bit about his podcast, a little bit of story in his life. And Dustin, I want to know something. So in my life, God gives me seasons. But in those seasons, there's like commonalities between all those. And I mean, you've been to Arizona and now you're in Connecticut (laughs) and you were in the army and then you were questioning, asking questions in general.
2: stop, stop. You said army. I
3: knew that was going. I was in the Marine Corps. Just so clear. It's okay. Sorry. Point, bring point, court.
2: point of clarification. It's okay. There Continue. Is, I'm so sorry. I will
3: ask for forgiveness <laughs> later. Um, but, but, in, I'm so sorry. but in all those seasons, did you see, or all those different parts of your life, did you see a commonality of like a theme in those seasons that God was bringing you into that he was calling you to serve in?
2: Oh, yeah, man. He kept showing me how big of an idiot I was. And um, honestly, I look back and I'm like, God babe, like, why did you marry me? You know, mm-hmm. like jobs, why did you hire me? I was so stupid. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm half joking, but in, in all honesty, it's just been a, a, an opportunity to look back and, and see what God saved me um, through. I can't say mm-hmm. from, I, I got involved with things I wasn't proud of, but saved me through. And then uh, it was all in preparation, I believe for leadership positions and ministry. And uh, just preparing us for a nomadic lifestyle, Uh, not like RV and everything. But no, we grew up in Northeast Tennessee. My wife moved uh, down to Pensacola, Florida with me in 07. And then in 08, we were, no, late 07, we moved to Beaufort, South Carolina, three and a half years. Then we moved over to Yuma, eight years there. We've been here four and a half. And, you know, people ask, how long are you here for? I go, until God moves me. Cause that's just kind of what he's done. And even like, right. I, I didn't get into like a lot of my upbringing. My parents got divorced in, before second grade. I had a stepdad. My, do- my dad was a drug addict and alcoholic and had issues there. And uh, it wasn't the best home life. They, they loved me as best they could. But, um, but nonetheless, I moved around a lot. Like between freshman year and senior year, I, I think I moved like seven or eight times. And um, hey. I, had, I actually did not know my home of record when I went to the Marine Corps, I had to use my my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, my wife's it home is. of record when I was in boot camp because I didn't know my own address. We had moved so much. Uh, and so yeah. he prepared me for that. And then, um, yeah, it's just been, it's like God has done a much better job at educating me than the school system ever did. Uh, not for lack of trying. I just wasn't listening to them as much as I listen to God now. Not that I listen to him all the time either. But he was building. a right teacher,
3: so that kind of cuts <laughs> a little bit of just saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. I'm sorry. I was a I was a Bible teacher. I understand. My bad. Get uh, an but, army yeah,
3: marine, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but he was building me up, and it's just in every every time, I realized like, oh, that prepared me for the season. I, now I'm now I'm ready for this next thing. And that's where the trials the trouble you know we call trials and troubles and different things And nothing surprises god this is all like part of what he knew was coming and uh, we look at it as like hills and valleys and stuff and there's turns and all this this and that that's from our perspective but god i think sees it just in that straight line like this is this is how i'm preparing you and sovereignly working in your life as you follow me and um and that's a whole other discussion about opening doors like what if i choose the wrong door and following god like you may make the wrong decision, but as soon as you walk through that door, there's another set of doors of how you can follow God now. And, you know, right. and so but uh, but yeah, so the theme, uh, again, was just dependence upon him and uh, having him work because as a young man and the Marine Corps didn't help, like full of pride, so much right. pride and arrogance. I was all I was. My wife would often tell me when we were dating, "Like you're arrogant." I said, "I'm not arrogant." So fine, you're cocky. Okay, I'm not cocky. I am confident because I can back it up, right? Thank you, Kid Rock, for that reference. But (laughs) um, so that you know, he just worked in me that way uh, throughout Mm -hmm. each time in Buford and then in Yuma, and uh, you know, in my weakness, he is strong, and I've got a
3: lot of weakness,
2: and he helped me see that and has just worked through it,
3: right. But I love how in that whole story, I mean, and you mentioned it is that we are not big enough to mess up God's plan, even though we think of his hills and valleys, he sees it as just a straight path. He's like, I got you. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. I've picked you up and plucked you up. Me and my Mm -hmm. wife, uh, we have a similar story. We dated from eighth grade on, um, took a little bit of a gap year, I like to say in college. And she told me she had this vision of us when we broke up. She said, you know, God's got to take you over here. And she kept walking on the straight path. It's like, God's got to correct you for a little bit, but I'll meet you on the other side. I was like, whatever. I just love how in that story,
2: you were the one that needed the correction. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah.
3: (laughs) Always. Like You need correction. I'm like, all right, fine. Which I mean, I probably, I did, let's be honest. But in that whole thing, I mean, even with you questioning and trying to figure it out and you said your wife was the consistency, she never questioned, she just always knew and stuff that we can't mess up God's plan. And we, as men, sometimes I think that we see ourselves just as this biggest failure in life. And we see that we've done all this stuff. That's just wrong and wrong and wrong. And we can't come back from it. Yeah. But God shows us that even through what we see as hard times and our failure and stuff, he's going to use that as a purpose and intentional for the next set of circumstances in your life to bring you up to the next one. I just love that.
2: Absolutely. And Kyler, you made it. You, you, you said it right there. When we Uh, We think of ourselves as failures. Who are we comparing ourselves to that we have failed? We're often Mm -hmm. trying to look at everyone else around us and say, well, I'm not them. I'm not them. And, And what we're doing is comparing our backstage life to their front stage life. They're mm, out in front right. of the curtain acting, putting it on Facebook, Instagram, st- Snapchat, TikTok, whatever. And they're, they've they got Everything all this else. stuff. exactly. And we're seeing the best parts, but we're not seeing behind the scenes. And when we're our backstage isn't living up to how they've got it going, then mm-hmm. uh, we, we begin to feel like failures. And uh, one thing I, I love that, that I learned just in the last few years is that failure is not the opposite of success. It is on the journey to it. And, and it hey, really, hey. it is, you, you don't find people that have succeeded in any way. You want to talk spiritually or you want to talk uh, um, uh, physically when it comes to money or career that haven't failed. It's right just chain. part of it. And so embrace failure, live in it. Because again, in our weakness, he is strong. If we see ourselves as the weak thing that we are compared to not our peers, but to our mm-hmm. savior, then he can really shine.
0: That's right. I uh, I listen to a lot of Greg Rochelle, and and I don't know if you know who he is, but um, he he's got this thing. You know, of course, he's this huge leader, pastors this huge church, and uh, you know he's got this thing. He said, you know, oftentimes you hear people say that that failure is not an option, and he says he says he tells his staff failures a must. Absolutely. The, the point is yeah. not failing; it's about failing forward. Yes. You know. It, you know. It, it, if you're not if you're not pushing yourself far enough to to fail. You're not pushing yourself hard
3: enough at all. That is either. it. Well, and, our God is the God of growth. We either. can't grow if we never fail. We can't either. make improvements if we never fail. We are not made perfect beings. There's no way. I mean, there was only one perfect person, one perfect man, and that was Jesus. Oh, and man. we we can't even get to the point where he wants us to be without growth. And you know, no, We've got to learn from day one. And if we, we, if we see our failures as just failures and we don't see it as opportunities to grow, then what are we doing? That's right. Nelson Mandela has my favorite quote.
0: It says, uh, "Never take a loss only a lesson." Uh, you yeah, know. And yeah. there's there's so much truth to that. You know, to 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 understand that. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, I was I was talking to a guy today. He had he had some questions and and stuff. He's like, "Man, I I miss this more. You know, do you, do you think God's mad at me? You know, all these different things. So I was like, "Bro," I said, "No." I said, "You dust your feet off and you keep going." You know, take it as a lesson. You chalk it up. You know, you learn from it. And um and so it's it's so important because us as men, we're so bad about you know, something'll happen and be like, All right, I'm done. You know, that's that's it. You know, one yeah. one sense of failure not, and we're like, okay, we're done. You yeah. know. But yeah,
2: you, you know, he go, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say you made that statement that the gentleman asked you, like, is God mad at me? Like, as God's mad at sin. Mm-hmm. Right. You're a sinner, he hates your sin. And yeah when you trust in Jesus as your savior, that sin's covered underneath the blood of Christ. And so I, you know, I, I don't claim to be a high and mighty theologian. I definitely can't write like, uh, oh, what's that? We got Matthew Henry or any of these guys, you know,
3: yeah, uh, John Phillips and stuff. I told you I don't. English. So we shouldn't expect like 99 theses to come out sooner. Nothing like uh, you, that.
2: If I can get five, I'd be happy. All right. Sure. Uh, but the, uh, but, but when it comes to this idea that God's mad at me. Like, man, I really think that just paints this image of God like Zeus with this lightning bolt waiting to just chuck it at you when you mess up. When in reality, I don't believe that's the God of the Bible. That's the God a lot of people run from. And, and men that are listening to this, what I could tell you it, oftentimes when I hear about men that have left church or are trying to leave church or don't want to have anything to do with church, um, what they're, or, and I say church, um, God, religion, Christianity. They're oftentimes running from a God that's not the God of the Bible. They've, they've lost yep. their love for a God they were taught about. But when you start comparing that God to the God of scripture uh, to Jesus, you find out they're two different people. And right. I, we have people in our church right now because I've had that conversation with them and they've told me, like, I've never heard this before. Well, yeah, but they were the ones telling me, you know, God doesn't like me. God doesn't do this. God's this way. Like, well, hang on. The Bible says this. And and uh-huh. that changes everything. When we get that realization that, you know, I'm not going to say God doesn't get mad at us. I, I'm not ready to make that statement yet. But I definitely think we paint ourselves more important than we actually are. And it's our yeah. sin that he hates. And it's not uh-huh. necessarily, he's personable to us, but I don't know if the anger, anger is personal to us as much as it is towards our sin. And, and so, you know, right. I, that's a whole
0: well it's one of those things we know but, that that God is an emotional God right yeah. you see it all through the Bible you know I mean God he, you know you don't know if God gets angry or not read the book of Exodus right you know? <laughs> yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, and so but at the same time we know that God is full of mercy right and yeah. he loves and he's paved the way for our forgiveness and you know and he wants to he, you know almost always you can equate um, God to an earthly father right Trying try to take care of his kids and you know to where there's discipline there's there's different things but he's always there yeah he always he, you know even even when we fail he's there you know yes and there's it, consequences all these different things but at the same time he's there for us you yeah know, he loves us you know and uh, more than what we can really even ever imagine yeah and, and, it, um,
2: and you bring up the israelite or the exodus the israelites and i know that god's anger with them as a people and things of that nature is obviously evident especially when he wanted to destroy them and moses had to right. pray like you know okay it's not going to um you know the, the we are under we are under grace not under the law that's a huge mm-hmm. difference between the Israelites and us and uh that's a big distinction to be made in the mind of every man listening is that you are under the grace of Jesus if you've put your faith in him if you're following mm-hmm. Christ you're under grace not the law and that's what makes it so you were talking we were talking about earlier about how our our path and our, our journey with Jesus looks different um it's not cookie cutter. That was probably mm-hmm. something I had to learn coming out of the military into ministry. It, there's no cookie cutter Christianity. You, you can't just mm-hmm. copy and paste uh, uh, someone yeah. who's following no Jesus crack. exactly how they're doing it. And if you read your Bible at this time for this long, for these many days, you're going to be this type of person. Like, that's just not reality. And it's not mm-hmm. scripture okay. either. And so uh,
0: yeah. it's just freeing to live underneath the grace of Jesus absolutely absolutely so men after god podcast so yeah. you've been in connecticut for four years right yeah, four, so you're a pastor uh, four,
2: four and a half now yeah Four and a half. Four and a and half june a 2019 so tell us how men after god started all right story time fellas pull up a seat <laughs> grab a campfire a beverage of your choice i'll let you decide as to what type of beverage it is but it's between you and god <laughs> all right and uh, last year last year um was when I found out I could get my doctorate without having an MDiv. Um, that was huge because a lot of Liberty's doctorate programs required a Master of Divinity. That's a 72-hour master degree, y'all. And for the 2.6 GPA type guy, no, 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 no. Didn't want that. Yeah, well, yeah. I found out I could get it. So I I was able to, I had the funds and I'm like, okay, cool, let's let's go after it. So I signed up for classes. So that was around June. I took a summer course and two fall courses. Um, all of this is happening while I am pastoring a church. I am uh, a husband. I am a father to three kids. I have a staff. I have an exec- had a, I have an executive pastor who, who works with their youth. I have a um, secretary executive assistant and we'd brought on an intern uh, in June of, of last year as well. I was uh, invited to teach 11th and 12th grade boys Bible at a local Christian school and from um, seven 7:30 to nine Monday through Wednesday I was uh, I'm an executive director with the John Maxwell team and I had gotten a contract with the Bristol Boys and Girls Club to teach do leadership development on Thursday mornings from eight to nine o'clock with their um, their c-suite I had was teaching a New Testament survey at the bachelor level for my alma mater online uh, and I ended up having two classes because the class size was the, the registration was so large. And of course they asked like, can you do two classes? Absolutely. Um, my kids were in sports. Yeah. Why not? It's got all this. Sure. Why not? Um, (laughs) my kids were in sports and that was my life for about, you know, total about four months, especially once school started up, it all just was crazy. One of the classes I took for my doctorate was the most insane workload I've ever had in my entire life. I've, I've taken other classes since then. I took classes before then. They weren't this severe. Um, I, it's an eight-week course inside of that eight-week course, I was writing a 2,000-word paper every other week, a 750-word discussion board post in between those weeks with two 500-word replies with multiple sources. And what I was writing on was the books I was reading because I had to read a book a week, except for the last three weeks where I had to read two books and write the final paper on it. Uh, December gosh. of last year, I hit a wall. I was at my house one afternoon, and uh, I think it was a Thursday. We're near the end of the week, everything's kind of coming to a close, but I just spent the last four to six months where there was not a single day that I woke up that I did not have a deadline that day that had to be done. Something yeah. had to get finished that day. So there was no like, I'll put this off, I'll do it. no. I had to get things done in a number of different ways. Um, but I was at my house, I get up off my couch, I go into my kitchen, I go to the bathroom we have there. I come out of the bathroom and the next thing I know, I have broken out into a cold sweat. I'm getting lightheaded, the room's starting to spin. And uh, I've been, I was blessed as an air traffic controller, to take a ride in a jet one time. And uh, I I got to experience G-forces to the point I almost blacked out. That tunnel that you see in cartoons and stuff that kind of closes in, that's exactly what was happening. And so now I'm in my kitchen and this is starting. Fortunately, my wife was downstairs so I had to call for her. She comes upstairs, she's like feeding me oranges, throwing water in my face, like, stay awake, stay awake. Um, It was entertaining now that I look back, but I mean, I I about passed out of my own house. So I had to call a doctor. And I uh, went to the doctor and they said, no more monkeys jumping on the bed. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. Um, man.
3: I thought the same <laughs> thing, actually. And I was like, I'm just not going to say it.
2: <laughs> it's okay. I got you. I got you. But, no, so I go to the That's doctor great. and uh, she tells me that uh, you are dehydrated and you're exhausted. Oh, duh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I just I, got I, my pre
2: yeah, right. Maybe I could have done your job uh, anyways. <laughs> So I, I after that um, I, I'm kind of going to God like God, what you, I am doing what you've called me to do. I am leading people in the gospel. I am preaching, I am teaching, I am evangelizing like I am doing everything you've called me to do. like there was nothing I did I hated. I loved everything I did. I love talking if you' haven't figured that out yet by now, <laughs> it was a whole nother discussion to have, but I love talking. So I'm talking on Sunday, on Sunday morning preaching. I'm talking Monday through Wednesday to the Bible class. I'm talking whenever I've got to talk to my uh, online class, I'm talking when I'm doing leadership development. Like I loved what I was doing. I loved what I was learning. It's a doctorate of ministry and leadership. What leader does not love learning about leadership. It was fantastic right. until it wasn't. So I had to call a spiritual mentor and uh, just said, Hey, I, I need some time with you. I need help. I've got Mm-hmm. I, I just need clarity and I need help. And so uh, we met, he lives in Vermont. Uh, his name's Tim Owens, pastor of a church up there. And he met me in Vermont, or I'm sorry, he met me in Massachusetts. And uh, we spent some time together at a coffee shop, driving around in his truck. We went to lunch. And I mean, just uh, half a day, four to six hours just spent, you know, me pouring my heart out of everything that I had been through and had put myself through. That was me. And, uh, he starts sharing with me kind of his journey and he had experienced burnout before and just different things that like nature. And, um, he, I had been through coaching and, uh, I'd been through talking with mentors and stuff like that before, but he gave me the absolute hardest homework anyone has ever given me, uh, after a coaching session. He said, the next time I talk to you, I want you to tell me about your rest and I want you to tell me about the naps you're going to take. Um, uh, he's got time for naps yeah right hang on do you did you not hear what i have to do uh but anyways so he, he he said that and it was like take a break and he he walked me through some scripture with david there's a great interview he did for us on men after god podcast you can go listen to it um but in that in all of that it was i, I went back to god after my conversation with him in prayer i was like god I'm, I'm doing all of this for you like what more do you want from me okay and that was when it like you know i i don't believe god speaks to me in an audible voice but it that still small voice of, I I know you're doing this for me, but what are you doing with me? Um. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, God, you got me. What do you want me to do with you? What does my life look like doing things with you? And that's why I went on a journey of personal study and prayer and just kind of like, what are the things I do with God? And I came up with five things that I worked through in WordSmith. And because I'm from a Baptist background, I alliterated it. I'm sorry. Um, but five things that I believe I have to do to achieve success in life with a thriving faith and family. Because success could be defined differently for each of us, but ultimately it's mm-hmm. defined as obedience. Obedience to God. Amen. And obedience to God does not uh, mean I lose my faith in him or I lose my family. So there Mm -hmm. must be things I can do with God to achieve success with a thriving faith and family. So those five things that I came up with that day, that I say that day, it was over a period of time, but I I deepen my relationship with Jesus. I devote time to my family. I develop myself. I deliver value to others. And then I do nothing for Jesus because I've been called to rest. Mm -hmm he is the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath and he is the lord of the sabbath so when i do nothing as an act of worship it's for jesus that's right and with those five things in my week i have to make time for and if one of them isn't happening then i'm out of balance i'm out of rhythm however you want to say it and i will adjust my schedule to ensure that those five things are taking place now they look different every week because i'm pretty much the complete opposite of a consistent individual um and which you you hear consistency compounds like i i hear that but um i don't i don't like tedious routine type things Mm -hmm. so that's why what we over the minute after god podcast the minute God podcast has started and this is what this is the first time i'm going to say this in a more public nature than just on our in our little forum and our, our group and stuff um It is the beginning of the After God movement, and the purpose is to impact men, women, and teenagers to know that they can achieve success in life with a thriving faith and family. So the podcast is one of four pieces of ensuring that that happens. We provide content, community, coaching, and conferences uh, to help men do that. Content through podcasts, blogs, books, community, facebook.com slash group slash men after God. And then uh, coaching. We have our coaching program. We just finished up our beta group where we learned so much. And we're looking forward to a spring launch of our full on coaching program Uh, and then conferences where our first one uh, is tentatively going to be at our church, my home church next year. uh, And kind of that that first that first conference. So we'll see how that goes. And then I'm yeah. blessed. We brought a woman in uh, just the last couple months. Um, she's praying about t- becoming the face and voice of women after God that would okay. launch next year. And then we're we're praying for what teens after God is going to look like. All doing right. the same thing to let men, women, and teenagers know that number one, and I know you're a teacher, so don't hate me, but you don't have to go to college to succeed in life for Come on. Christ. Oh, listen. And then I'm not on that
3: boat. You're good.
2: Oh, <laughs> good. And then, then secondly. Um, There's a way to have success in life with a thriving faith and family. And this is the thing. I don't define success because God defines success. So I can't define success in your life. This is why our coaching is so important because we take this five pillar framework and we help install it into your life. There is a system, but it's a system that we can manipulate to best work for you. Because like I said, my journey with Jesus is different than your journey with Jesus. And so how does it look for you? The most important thing is not the execution of the system. The most important thing is ensuring that for us, it's those five areas are covered in a week. Deepen your relationship with Jesus, devote time to your family, develop yourself, deliver value to others and do nothing for Jesus. So that's how it all kind of got its start. And then what's amazing that you guys do a podcast, you know what it takes to make a podcast happen. So Mm -hmm. hear hear me, a month and a half before we launched our podcast, I put out a post on a network I'm a part of, with ministry leaders and some friends, and said, hey, anybody ever thought about working in a podcast? I'd like to put one on. If you're interested, this is kind of what we would cover. Shoot me a message. We launched a month and a half later, Father's Day 2023, the Men After God podcast with 12 episodes recorded and ready to go. We launched with 10 men, a part of the Men After God team to make this happen. We got to attend our first conference as a vendor just a couple months ago. We've had investors come out and put money towards what we're doing. And it's just been great to see God open these doors and just kind of reaffirm like, hey, your message is not just it's not just needed. But like here, I'm I'm blessing because money was just coming out of crazy places for crazy things. And it was, I believe God just saying, "Here, go for it." It was from godly men that had prayed over it, and I had one guy in our church. He walked up to me and he said, "Hey, pastor, I want to have coffee with you. We need to talk." Oh
1: man, I
0: hey, know.
2: <laughs> Hands me a five thousand dollar check.
1: Now, wow. Says
2: here, I want you to take this for the podcast. I said, "Hang on, you know this is not a part of our church. This is this is separate from the ministry. This is not Liberty Baptist Podcast." He said, no, I know what it is. I heard your message. I know what you're going to do. It's needed. Take it. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to tell me twice. All right, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> and so, uh, but we've been able to use that to help with just uh, equipment. We've been able to use it for some marketing. We've been able to use it for um, uh, getting, I mean, you have to mention getting the book written. I worked with someone to help us uh, get uh, my book written. It's going to be published in March, April next year. The title is Becoming a Man After God. Uh, biblical framework to achieve success with a thriving faith and family. And so we're right now I'm praying for about uh, $8,000 to pay a videographer to help it become a 10 week Bible study that we could actually put out uh, like that because the study guide after I get this done and the next week I'm going to, I got to develop the study guide that's going to go out with it. And so we're just, we're just trying to get the message out so that men don't do what I did. <laughs> and if they mm-hmm. do what I did, realize that like we were talking earlier like yo know, i failed and i failed hard but you could come back from that it's easy right. to come back from that there is no yes. sin there is no failure that is further away than the grace of god can reach and, and right. that is we want to help men see that we to help men achieve that and just have an impacting uh an impact that lasts for generations because if we can impact one man in a family to to live out this lifestyle i believe that we will impact his sons and his son's sons. That's and right. And that is generational impact that, that America and our world drastically needs for Christian men. And it's not Amen. this. I love this. You guys, real men talks. I love this. This is fantastic. Um, I, I don't like this idea that Christian men are feminine.
0: Right. Oh, that are this yeah, the weak, on. weak, right.
2: passive, I can't get angry men.
0: That's right.
2: Jordan Peterson might not be a Christian, but he said it right. We need dangerous men. We need dangerous Christian men, men that are sitting on the sidelines that are that are you know actively involved in the game when they have to be. But they love the Lord. They love their family, but they're ready to protect them at a moment's notice. They're, they're not feminine, man. They're willing to stand up and shout from the rooftops the truths of the gospel, not just their own opinions. They're ready to put things to the side and sacrifice their own dreams and ambitions so that the gospel can go further inside of not just America, but in the entire world, and that they'll stop trying to impact everyone else in their circles and leave their families to the wayside. It's time for Come Christian on. men to become dangerous men. And Your it doesn't self. mean dangerous in that you're willing to harm someone. But the Bible is a sharper than any two-edged sword, and that to whenever we... Are able to put that into our hearts and we're able to speak that type of truth into other men into our families with love and grace we will see a generational impact and a revival like never before but the problem the problem we have now is lackadaisical men that are sitting back resting on their laurels waiting for the sermon to end because they're bored They're trying to get home to their grill. And don't get me wrong. I'm a Denver Broncos fan and thankful for our five win streak. Uh, but, But let me tell you right now, whenever we're at church, we're at church. Whenever we're with the people of God, we're with the people of God. Whenever we're invested in our family, we're invested in our family. And I don't care what your hobby is. I don't care what your workload is. If you're not intentionally making time for your savior and for your spouse and for your children, you are not a man after God. You're not a real man. You are a fool. As the Bible says, "Preach it, say. brother! Come on, forget yeah, man! Come Pope on, Jack, go on a tangent, guys. No, bad.
0: dude this is good stuff. Yeah, I can get past oh, We're about to we have, you have church go, up in here. Let's
2: let's go. Somebody get the <laughs> organ playing. I, I need. Let's fel- go. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I got that. that yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> man. That's phenomenal. I love it. I love. I love everything you guys are doing. And it's and it's amazing because it's it lines up so well with the the vision of Roman Ministries. Yeah, you know." and and it's it's beautiful to see somebody else that are that is impacting men for the, this country and you are so spot on so spot on we we need men i i heard a guy one time and I, and i wish i could remember who it was but he said you know one of the things that that we do as men is, is we are protectors and he said if you're not the most dangerous person in the room who are you protecting and
2: yeah. out? It's good
0: you know what i'm saying and, and you know and it, and it goes back to uh you, you know it when, when we were going through the um uh um the sermon on the mount you know yeah. and we begin to, to to dig into the word meek right it's not That's good you know when, when you think about meek you think about you you know somebody who's who, who's kind of backwards who you know he's humbled and mild but no jesus was meek. jesus and, and what it what it means is that you have the capability of doing something dangerous but you know restraint yeah you know no, absolutely until I mean,
2: you talk about jesus he was in the temple and, and this is one of the things i, when I preached at one time if you read the, that passage and you i can't remember which one of the gospel accounts that it's in that it's speaking about it he made the whip that he used corner. to yes. drive them out so the mild meek jesus is in the corner watching this take place and mm-hmm. if you think he's sitting over there singing kumbaya i i i'm afraid you're mistaken can you imagine the righteous anger and indignation welling up in our savior's heart as he watched his father's house be made a mockery of so angry for so long he made a whip guys i can't crochet a sock i don't know how to make a whip but jesus made a whip and then he took his whip and he got up he flipped tables and drove people out
0: that's right you know, and it's amazing because whenever you look at masculinity, it's funny, you, you, the name you're because the name of the book that I write is Framework for Biblical Masculinity. Oh, I can't wait uh, to read it. Can't wait to read it. And so, yeah, I'll have to send you a draft of it. It's, and so we uh, it, it's it's so exciting because anytime you look at masculinity, Jesus was the perfect picture of that. Yeah. Not, Jesus knew exactly when it was time to flip over tables mm-hmm. and he knew exactly when when he had to pick somebody off the road yeah you know, that's right good you, yeah. you know he, he and he taught us as men to be servants right jesus wasn't you know it says let you know women be submissive to to your husbands we all love that but it mm-hmm. said you know husbands love mm-hmm. your wives like christ loved the mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. that's well, good. what was christ christ is a servant leader yeah and and, and it's it's something that we like to to ignore Because we like the fancy stuff. We like to, you know, what about the man doing the dishes? What about the man cleaning the house, you know, helping out around the house instead of just checking out and not raising his kids and not, you know, I don't care if you're home or not. You know, if you're not raising your kids, if you're checking out every time you get home, you're not, you're not doing anything right And so to be a servant leader, it's it's so important and we've lost that, that drive you know, to to understand what bib, uh, what biblical masculinity really is, you know, if you don't understand what biblical masculinity is, you don't really understand masculinity at all. Yeah, you know, and so it's man, it's good, it's good stuff. So, Dustin, tell us, just let, let's let's land this plane. Tell us how people can get a hold of you, yeah. your podcast, you know, your your even your coaching. Just lay it all out there. I want to, I want yeah. people to do whatever they can do.
2: Yeah, sure, man. So, you know, when we started Men After God, I never knew how it was going to go. And obviously, it was a step of faith and stuff. And so, it operates underneath that. my... Di- oh, okay. So, I didn't say this earlier. Uh, it operates underneath my digital marketing company. So, you remember last year, I told you I was doing all that stuff. Add to it, yeah. I was running a digital marketing company. Um, and so, I, I, I've i got that. And so, my, my digital marketing company is called Seek Consulting. And, uh, it started as a, as a way for AI, a way to earn some money as a side hustle because I read rich uh-huh. dad, poor dad, and was like, Oh, multiple streams yeah. of income. This sounds fun. Um, right. he said Oh Lord, you took that seriously. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I get it. Yeah. And so anyways, um, I was, uh, always seek consulting is the name of it. And it's a play on words. If you will, Matthew seven, seven, where Jesus says, uh, knock and the door shall open to you. Seek and you shall find, uh, you know, clients are always seeking customers. So I want to help them find them. But then also it's, uh, my family's initials, Sarah, Evan, Ethan, and Caitlin. And so, uh, okay. it was really cool to put that together. But, uh, so to reach me, shoot me an email, Dustin at seek consulting.us. Uh, we'll get directly to me. And then if you want to follow our podcast, uh, uh men after God pod. Oh man, I forgot it. Facebook.com slash men after God pod. That's it. And then uh, facebook.com slash groups slash men after God. You'll find our our community that we've got there, a bunch of guys. I think I just saw the numbers today. I think we're around 400 and some men in there. Where we're we're right now, we're doing weekly coaching calls uh, that are in front of the curtain. Uh, But after we launch our paid coaching program, they are going to be reserved for only behind the curtain, if you will our paid our paid subscribers and so we've got um i've got the dennis fountain he's out of oregon he is a um he's a great leader he's got a leadership company he's a pastor up there and he's also he's a uh, chaplain with one of the police departments up there we got uh, luke Sorensen, who works for uh, a company in the leadership area and does the leadership development for the company and uh, helps bring people into it Uh, He does a great job coaching there. I got another guy who does marketing and uh, business development, and he's doing coaching as well. So we take a week. My next week, I think it's like December tenth. I don't think my calendar, but that that seems right. And I got another guy I'm bringing in. His name's Dennis uh, Gervais. He is going to provide some uh, just coaching and talking on overcoming addictions. And so whether it be uh, his it was alcohol addiction and uh, God delivered him from that. And so if it, it's an addiction problem, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's pornography or uh, cigarettes or drugs or whatever it might be, he's going to be available for men that are seeking to come out of that and and, and find freedom in Christ through yeah, that. Man. Um, but the, those guys are, are, all there, all part of the team already going right now. And so anyways, that, that's in our Facebook community. And if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you go to patreon.com slash, men after God and do this offer, this offer, like, I don't know why everybody has jumped on this offer yet. This offer is phenomenal. It's our founding member package closes December 31st. So you, with this releases before then, like that is going to be a great time for people to jump in. a month for 12 months. We just ask for a 12-month commitment, totals $99.96 over the course of the year. But what you get for that, you get lifetime 10% discount on all Men After God merch, uh, conferences, and everything else. Uh, You get a um, free copy of my book, signed whenever it comes out. I don't know if my signatures work to you, but hey, it sounded like a cool thing to throw in the offer. (laughs) You get four free coaching calls with me if you choose to use them. You get a coaching call with our training and nutrition coach who just finished competing at the national level of bodybuilding down in Florida. You get uh, coaching with our finance our finance coach to help you get your finances in order. And you get coaching with a guy uh, from a company called Get Your Marriage On uh, for Christian uh, Husband's Intimacy Coaching. And so we're really trying to provide this to meet a man at all areas of his life.
0: Facets. Yeah. You
2: get a you get a free piece of merch out of our merch store we got hoodies hats like i've got the hoodie on right now with our logo and stuff our hats so we got a whole bunch of stuff there um we see what else is it my goodness um there's, there's so much involved with that offer. Honestly, with the amount of things that we have in that offer, I, we could charge just $300 or more just for that offer in itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but we're, we're trying to provide this at a low rate, paid over time, so that we can have some guys jump in and be a part of what God is doing by establishing the foundation with Men After God. Because we will, again, it's generational impact. I pray that Men After God doesn't end when I do. It gets carried on and goes mm-hmm. forward for a lifetime or more impact into people. So, patreon.com slash men after God for that, facebook.com slash group slash men after God to get in touch with our community, and then facebook.com slash men after God pod, P O D at the end. And you can follow our podcast there. And our podcast is available Apple, Spotify, and all major platforms.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I listen on Spotify. So, I never miss episode. It's no, fantastic. Thanks, Appreciate that, brother. You know, um, you guys should definitely go check it out you know dustin does a great job and and um man i I, i'm excited for the listeners to to hear what you know to hear all this and 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 to to meet you i mean this is this is phenomenal you know men men need other men like you in their lives and um and so it's it's exciting it's exciting that god is is is, i'm finding this vein that god is moving in now and and it's exciting
2: i recommend a guide to you um will spencer the renaissance of men podcast i met him at a uh, men's conference up in new york uh the past couple months and uh he kind of speaks to again the renaissance of of manhood and mask and masculinity and he and he he is a christian i don't know if his podcast is like a christian podcast if you will Mm -hmm. but he obviously comes with a biblical worldview and uh Basically, he's saying that what we're in right now is a resurgence of manhood after decades of, of kind of pushing it away and figuring out, you know, trying to the rise of feminism and things of that nature. Uh, but he, he calls it the renaissance of man. And it's uh, it's a great thing going there. He's been called the Joe Rogan of Christian podcast because, you know, I think we've went for an hour. He goes for hours. And, uh, and yeah. so uh, but that, that's a great one to listen to. That really goes into what you're saying. There there is a vein. There is a resurgence of manhood biblical manhood coming and i'm thankful yes. to be a part of it and uh yes. just just glad to be here glad to be talking with you guys man i'm so thankful right. for the work you all are doing your conference coming up next year i don't know if you're talking can we talk about that kind of say something about that well, yeah we can yeah, yeah absolutely right? your, your guys's conference coming up next year you've got those guys on dirt bikes coming out like that's yes, that is going yeah. to be awesome and so i know i yeah. can't wait to stay up to date on that and everything you've got going on and how you're investing in men and i'm just excited to know you guys and looking forward to how god's going to use our partnership to just
0: influence men worldwide yes and and know that anything that we could do for you let you just let us know yeah you know we i am i'm already a fan i'm already you know excited to see uh what god is going to do through you know men after god and 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 through dustin alley and and his team and 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 it's exciting it's exciting so uh, again, anything that we could do to, to help you out, you just you just let us know. Appreciate and, it, brother. Um, you too. Men, go go check out Men After God podcast with Dustin Alley. You know, go check, send him an email. Go check out his coaching stuff on Facebook. All the good jazz. I, you know, I just want to support him in any way that we can. Um, and if, of course, if you've got any questions for us, you can you can reach us at realmen at palaceofpraise.com. Uh, you can find us on our website, www.realmenministries.us. And, uh, of course, on you know, all the platforms, all the you know, social media platforms. And and um, and so, men I know that God is for you. He is not against you. He loves you. He wants to see you succeed as a man. Amen. And um, as always, I want to end it in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, Consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service.
4: Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today and by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ join us at the palace of praise located at 1400 Herschelbest boulevard in poplar bluff missouri we meet in room 400 every thursday come be a part of the discussion